0: Uh, Dr. Pepper
1: and salted caramel crown. You're still trying to get through that bottle of salted caramel crown, huh? Because it's not peach crown, and that only takes me like an hour. (laughs) This is taking me a couple weeks. Yeah, oh you're getting close.
0: I'm getting there. You're getting there. You've had that one for a while, though. I know. You should be. Should be proud of me. I just think you don't like it.
1: I don't. I'll never (laughs) buy it again ever ever <laughs>
0: ever ever. but that peach crown yeah we all know about that peach crown if you've been yeah. to any of our after hours hangouts you know about that peach crown yeah. everybody <laughs> knows about that peach crown uh what are you drinking amanda uh today i am drinking coconut vodka with orange pineapple coconut juice tropical very tropical delicious what did you what were you drinking the other day that was like guava something. oh the pog juice yeah i was doing pineapple vodka with pineapple orange guava juice yeah that sounds so good it's very what are you doing with stuff. that's such a breakfast drink though
1: i do like my breakfast booze i know and it's like breakfast it's, for i dinner. take you on road trips with me <laughs> it's the only you reason to know what my breakfast, breakfast booze
0: was when i was in nashville keystone light i was like this is why you need me Exactly, because I had that would not refresco. have been your breakfast booze if I was with you. <laughs> I know but I had Sandra, a Californian. <laughs> uh, One of my favorites a- is the Corona refrescos but I don't think they make them anymore since like seltzers hit the market. I can't find the refrescos anywhere. I'm just waiting for them to
1: restock Twisted Tea twelve packs oh, at oh, the store yeah. that I go to because
0: they're so good to shut down. <laughs> they are good. I don't shotgun them. Don't no. be shaking your head, Kyler. <laughs> I, I'm not a shotgunner. I don't have your kind of skill level, but... You, you can
1: with the uh, twisted teas It's so easy. We'll experiment. But I don't want to. <laughs> oh, well, we'll just do a minor experiment the next time we're together, then.
0: Okay. Okay. Welcome to this episode of Veterans Drinking Vodka. We believe that every veteran has a story to tell, and we are here to tell it. We have found that being a service member can be easy, but learning how to be a veteran can be very hard. In this episode, we are talking to Kyler Griffiths.
1: He served in the United States Army from 2004 to 2010 as a truck driver. How are you doing today, Kyler?
2: I'm good. How about you guys?
0: good
1: i have a question before like we even start getting into there's not like numbers and letters to go with being a truck driver
0: oh yeah we've been learning all about army
1: numbers we have been learning about the 11 series the 25
2: people 88 mike oh there is a number there is a number (laughs) Ah. there there, there is it's it's like motor transportation something (laughs) i don't know (laughs)
0: Artist, artist was an 88 mike she was a truck driver in the army
2: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, my friend, Artis, she's, I don't know, she doesn't do it now. She drives the trailer when we go camping,
2: though. who's going to back it up. That's right. <laughs> Not me. I'm like, you've got the MOS,
0: you're going to do it. And she's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> who's going to do it when we're traveling? Um, Probably me.
1: That's why we're going to get a school bus. It's just one piece mm-hmm. of
2: Yeah.
1: Well, we're just
0: going to call Tyler, and he's going to come help us out.
2: Depends on where I'm at. <laughs> like but, i said i could be in your backyard like i am now <laughs> i
0: know true story
1: what are you drinking today tyler
2: well because i'm in my truck i'm drinking orange gatorade zero <laughs> so pretty lame <laughs> Orange I
1: Gatorade, know. good so it's not that cucumber lime Oh, the
2: cucumber
0: is delicious. No,
2: No, my my normal drink of choice is Jameson, and I could put that away in about a bottle in about 20 minutes. So, my god, I will race you a bottle of
1: Jameson for a bottle of peach cram.
2: Done because I'll put a straw in the bottle, I don't care.
1: Oh,
2: (laughs) I don't even need a straw.
0: Cheers to whiskey.
2: Cheers to that. (laughs) We may need a babysitter if that ever happens.
0: Right? Yes, <laughs> we would. We'll have, to, we'll have to take a responsible adult with us if we all
2: hang out apparently.
0: All right. Kyler, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from and how your journey got started?
2: I'm from a small town in Washington called Walla Walla, Washington.
0: Oh, I know where that is. I've been there.
2: Yes, that's where I'm that's where I was that's where I'm from. From there, uh, my family moved to Kenwick, Washington and grew up there. So you're just an all part.
0: around Pacific Northwest kind of guy.
2: I'm going I'm there. A Pacific Northwest, boy. I'm going
0: there one day. I'm taking Amber there. I was actually stationed at Whidbey Island for five years. So okay. I spent a lot of time in the Pacific Northwest and I love it. I go back to visit every chance I get. But
2: When I, when I was younger, my dad used to take us on the ferries in Seattle and went past Whidbey Island to see all the ships and stuff. Oh, I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. It's, yeah,
0: It's beautiful there. That island is so
2: cool.
1: So Kyler, why did you decide to join the Army and why did you decide to be a truck driver?
2: Well, I went to college at Arizona State
1: Oh, cheers to it! Cheers uh, to Arizona State! I'm
2: gonna get drunk this episode. going to be a bad one. <laughs> um, and when I got back, I got a job, and I was just—I needed to do—I wanted to do something more with my life, and so I decided to join the military. I went in and I talked to all the recruiters, and none of them—the only one that really made sense to me was the Army. So that's why I went to the Army.
0: It wasn't because the Air Force was at lunch or the Coast Guard was golfing. We've heard that before. So-
2: more than one. I, More I can than... honestly say I never talked to the Coasties. That was the one I did not talk to. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I went and talked to the Navy, and Navy guy was just throwing stuff out. I just wasn't interested in And Air Force, it was kind of like, and then the Army. The Army, because the original story, I didn't go in as an 88 Mike. My MOS had to be changed while I was in basic training. So what did you go in thinking you were going to do? It was a thir- called 13 Fox, I think. And it was an MLRS, oh multiple launch rocket system. I feel like we need a flow chart for all these numbers. Wait. They actually have it online. You just have to Google it. Oh. <laughs> right. And and when I got to basics, something happened and I couldn't get a security clearance. So they made me switch and I was just like, oh, 88 Mike looks good. And they both they made us do is make a list of like eight MOSs and then they we're just going to go through all of them, whichever one had a court spot for me had a spot. And I could tell you, infantry was above truck driver, and I still got truck driver. So.
1: (laughs) I guess they needed truck
2: drivers. I guess. I don't know. I still had a blast, so it didn't matter to me.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I'm glad that you enjoyed the job that you ended up in. I did. All right. So what duty stations did you go to, and did you have a favorite one?
2: I was at one duty station the entire time, and I was at Fort Polk, Louisiana. Huh.
1: I didn't know Louisiana had an army base.
2: Yeah, nobody does, because it sucks there.
1: I feel like (laughs) it has an army base. It sounds like Meridian, Mississippi (laughs) for the Navy. No one wants to go there.
2: What it is, is it's JRTC, which is Joint Readiness Training Center, and it's a training post. And I just happened to be part of 4th Brigade, 10th Mountain. That was the only time it was there, so. Well,
1: that sucks. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it sucks. It sucked really bad. I... It was the only, it was, I'd rather been deployed than at my actual duty station.
1: Oh, man. Even if you would have got infantry
0: like you really truly <laughs> really wanted over being a truck driver, probably.
2: I, I wanted my first MOS is what I wanted.
0: <laughs> right, the one you went in under. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have a good story you can tell us from while you were active duty?
2: Yeah, I do. I kind of think one that's kind of appropriate <laughs> no we
1: don't have a um restriction on any story that you choose to tell we are not okay.
0: correct on this podcast
2: okay so when we were in iraq we were setting up the radios and everything in the trucks and so as we were setting them up we had battalion we have two radios we got our company net and our battalion net because we had the stay in contact with both of them and we got battalion net set up so we could listen to the, what was going on in battalion net but our company one wasn't set up yet. So we were working on that. And all of a sudden over battalion net was all we heard is, Hey, can you hear me face? And all of a sudden everything went quiet. And it, and I looked at my buddy. I said, did he really just say that over the battalion net? And all of a sudden, and I don't know if it works in the Navy, but uh, when you get the call sign, like six and seven, that's normally commander and first sergeant or commander, and sorry, major. I don't know what the equal thing is over to the Navy, but our battalion net call sign for our sergeant major was warrior seven. And it said, hey, and over the battalion, net came over and said, hey, this is Warrior Seven. Grab your first sergeant, your platoon sergeant, your squad leader, your team leader. And why don't you come see me in about 15 minutes? And I was dying laughing because I knew exactly who it was. And it was actually from another guy from another company. And you just see him over there. Just you see the white. It just turned straight white. <laughs> it was the greatest thing i would ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That poor guy <laughs> Ooh, but that's have... absolutely my favorite story tell <laughs> us another one um again we were over in iraq and um
0: every good story starts with I iraq.
2: was <laughs> iraq or afghanistan one of the two I'm
0: finding um, that to be very true the longer <laughs> we but if you're in the navy it starts with this one time i was drinking vodka
2: well our company wanted to do like a company day where it was kind of chill and we actually go out and have a little bit of fun. So we decided to do a softball game on post and during the softball game, they still had it mandated. We had to wear Kevlar and uh, Jack, our best and everything. And so I can't remember what they were called at this point. IOTD. That's it. We were, <laughs> we were playing softball in gear. It was kind of funny. And then all of a sudden the first sergeant, cause we just hit the shit out of the ball. And, the cover started coming off and then all of a sudden it came really off after I hit it. And the first sergeant was yelling, because what the hell happened to the ball? And one of the guys was like, Griff hit it over the, kind of killed the ball. And he looks at me and just started yelling statement of charges. You're paying for the damn ball. Griff. It like, <laughs> like it was all, it was, yeah. Hey, <laughs> 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 Cheers to softball.
0: And destroying the ball.
2: That was funny.
0: (laughs) Not every day you tear up a softball.
2: Well, it's either that or I was tearing up. It was yeah. There's another good one too. We were at a range. This is actually at Fort Polk, and we were doing 50 cal range. And they uh, they uh, we were doing the range, and it was funny because we didn't really care. Me and a friend of mine, because we were on our way out. Or we we were close to getting out, but we knew we were going to get expert because we were that's who we were. And so when you get to this 50 cal range, you just see this. It's a line of trees that are just been. There's nothing left. It's just half the tree, and there's one sticking up. And my buddy was shooting the tree. He didn't even care about the target. He just shot the tree that was sticking up. And then all of a sudden, um, one of the sergeants comes over and goes, "You guys didn't even hit the target." And all of a sudden, you just see the tree just kind of fall. <laughs> <laughs> And he looks and goes, Who shot it? And I was like, He did. And he kind of goes, He goes, He goes, All right, expert. And then it was my turn. Now I didn't, and I didn't hit the target, but it was on a target that was in like two stands. And all of a sudden he looks at me, He goes, You didn't hit the target. And then all of a sudden the target falls over because I sawed off both sides of the target. He looks at me, He goes, Expert and statement of charges.
0: You were paying back a whole lot of stuff To the army weren't you
2: I was it was fun It was worth it
0: Oh man
2: It was absolutely worth it So
0: They just had your name like pre-filled out On those statements of charges
2: <laughs> They did I had no problem with it
0: They
1: just had to fill in the blank on what it was going to be And how much it was yes, What the cost was
0: <laughs> They're like
2: That's partially true
0: <laughs> like, they, they, knew who they, this, they knew broke this, but knew when they took me to charge.
2: <laughs> they knew when they took me to the range out in the field, something like that. Some kind of shenanigans was going to happen. So
0: <laughs> that's our type of lifestyle, right there, shenanigans.
2: Ex- exactly.
0: When you qualify in the Navy with the weapons, you just shoot into the ocean. Oh, I didn't even do that. <laughs> oh, maybe we did that on the Tarawa. I don't know.
2: Are you sure you guys know how to use them?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> had to prove we could shoot them.
2: That's terrible. What
1: did you do in boot camp? Because when I was in boot camp, we shot, like, electric... It wasn't even a real gun.
0: Yeah, I was in boot camp,
1: I wasn't. It wasn't a real... I didn't look... I knew more about guns before I joined the military than while I was in.
0: Yeah, we qualified at the range when I was at Whidbey Island, but when we were on the boat, we qualified just shooting in the ocean.
2: Was it just making sure you could... Work the weapon. Yeah,
0: just to make sure we could be safe with it because we, you know, we weren't going, like, we weren't, we were just standing watch on the boat. So we were in dangerous places, but, you know, they just wanted you to not shoot yourself. What did you do in boot camp?
2: Boot camp, we had M16s. We actually had pop up targets over in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. So, yeah, that's
1: where my brother went to boot camp.
2: Yeah, like they was, teach
0: the army, have to shoot for real. They don't really teach them. But what shoot. did you shoot, Amanda? Um, a nine millimeter, an M sixteen, and a shotgun. In boot camp? No.
1: No, in boot camp, what did you shoot? One of those fake ass the laser. Was a, it was, the
0: laser right. simulated nine what millimeter. Wasn't even a real gun. Yeah, it was just a, a simulated nine millimeter. But then when I got yeah, to no. B, when I got to Whitby, we qualified on the M and the 9mm, and then on the boat, it was the M16, the 9mm, and the... Oh, well, we still had M14, so we had to do M14, M16, 9mm, and a shotgun.
2: No, we switched over to M4s when we got to our unit, but it was M16s through basic training.
0: Yeah, we, we went for, You know, the Navy's always a little bit behind the Army as far as
2: weaponry goes, so we went How about from M14 to
0: the it, m 16
2: It's like the Marines. You guys get our hand me down, so it's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like, I went to the boat as an E5, so... I never had to stand watch with an M16 or an M14. I was just stand in quarter deck watches with a nine millimeter. And then one time I had to stand watch in Jabali and it was a pure Rover watch and I had to carry the shotgun and it was way too big for me. Like I looked ridiculous and like, all of the other people that were out there standing and watch were like, what are you going to do with that, Frost? Are you going to just use it as a baseball bat? And I'm like, at this point, probably. Like, I don't know. The flat gear was too big for me. The gun was too big for me. Like, I looked like I belonged in the game of Mario Brothers. Like, it was ridiculous. But it is what it is.
1: The military didn't teach me shit about guns.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I went, could shoot it. I, I could shoot the, the shotgun. And, you know, I could handle it safely. But, like... I was taking everyone out with that sucker like I was game
2: on. Well, when they sent me to tra- AIT train, which is the truck driving training, they actually had us carry during that training. And we actually, the drill sergeants there were kind of joking around about it. And they said, you guys are on your own for dinner tonight. And one of the guys in our unit took it literally. And what they gave us, they always gave, they gave us three blanks and we had the suppressor on top to so it would act like a real round when it went off. And he took the cap off, took his cleaning rods, shoved it down the barrel of his rifle, and it actually went and shot a squirrel for (laughs) dinner. Oh my God. (laughs) I was dying. I was laughing.
0: That's that's some country stuff right there.
2: (laughs) I was just like, this dude's straight country. Got it. (laughs) Where was he from? Georgia.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like the backwoods of Georgia.
2: Like backwards of Georgia. He he had the thick accent and everything. I was laughing so hard.
0: Oh my God. He's like, I got a squirrel.
2: (laughs) He came out with a, he had it by the tail. Cleaning rod was through it and he goes, I got dinner. (laughs) All of a sudden, all the field food food came and he just goes, You guys were joking. (laughs)
0: Like he was like, I'm
2: not about to go hungry, fools. Exactly.
0: Like don't play with me.
2: <laughs> I was like, don't mess with that guy. But, <sighs> yeah, that that's someone one.
0: I would want in a foxhole with me for sure. That's ingenuity at its finest. Like he could probably make a weapon out of anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> scary at one point.
0: <laughs> you know. If you came down to like the zombie apocalypse, like that's my best friend. Well, you ain't gonna yeah. be my
1: friend because you can't even hold a shotgun.
0: I can hold a shotgun. It's just too big. I can uh, do some other really creative shit that my uncle taught me how to do. Oh, yeah, I got a turkey barrel yeah. for
2: a shotgun. You're fine. Well, it's shorter.
0: it's illegal, <laughs> so I can't talk about it on the podcast, but I'll protect you. Don't worry. Oh, I already, you said your uncle, we're good to go. <laughs> like, I always joke that I was raised by wolves, but it's true. Just get some of that beef jerky with you. <laughs> yeah, I, that beef, I forgot about the beef jerky.
1: I'll never forget that. <laughs>
0: eventually after all of our shenanigans are done and we're done killing squirrels with guns and and that kind of thing not uh, even a
1: gun the cleaning rod
0: yeah we're (laughs) we're done like finagling ways to kill dinner in the army we have to transition from being in the military to being a veteran how was your transition
2: my transition was actually really interesting because honestly I didn't want to get out but I didn't want to stay in Fort Polk either. And so when they took me into retention, they said, Hey, you know, you're in a fenced in unit. Um, you're going to, I was more than happy to deploy with them because it was right between the time of stop loss. And I was just all like, but I didn't want to stay in Polk. And they said, well, you can only stay in Polk. I was like, if I'm staying in Polk, I'm getting out. They called my bluff. I got out. (laughs) So that's kind of where that ended up at, but getting out. Yeah, it was rough. That's kind of how I got out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when you got out, what did you end up doing?
2: Um, when I got out, I moved back to Washington for a little while. Um, decided that that wasn't for me. The area wasn't for me. And I used my degree and got a job in Chicago and moved to Chicago. And when I went to, when I got the move to Chicago, I decided, because my degree is in um, business administration that that wasn't for me. And so one of my buddies who was in the military with me called me up and says, Hey, what do you, what do you think about driving a truck? And I said, I, I don't know. Again, he, goes, he goes, you don't like people. You like to be by yourself. It's a perfect job for you. So I started doing that and I've been doing that for the last seven years. So. I think
1: that that, um, that you went back to Washington and it wasn't to you. So you go to Chicago, like if, if Washington was not going to be for you, I don't see Chicago what were, you, was, just, it was, what were you hoping to uh, accomplish in Chicago?
2: Chicago, it was a veteran-owned brewing company that okay. wanted me to come work for them. Well,
0: okay. <laughs> that answers I that question.
2: <laughs> I don't know if they're okay. still around, but yeah, that's why I went up there.
1: Okay. okay. Because that's a huge, that is a huge change. Not only going, for, so you're military, you're in... Louisiana from Washington, and then going back to Washington, realizing that's not for even going to Chicago. It was
2: it was for a job, and you have a hard time even saying it. (laughs) It, it, I have a hard time talking about it because I I mean honestly, when I moved there, I once I started driving truck, I actually stopped. Uh, The only thing I have there is my driver's license and my. I get mailed to a PO box in Oklahoma now and everything has to do with my license. It goes to my buddy's house in the area. But now that I've moved, officially moved down to Florida, I got to go and get everything changed up. So. And what part of Florida are you in? Uh, just outside Orlando.
0: Oh, okay. I just went to Panama city beach for labor day and it was gorgeous. Yeah. I like Florida, but I have another uncle not my crazy uncle, but I have another uncle that teaches fly fishing in Orlando. Oh, nice! So, if you're ever interested in fly fishing, let me know. I'll hook you up.
2: I'm still learning the area, so. Long enough for that. How
1: are you? Well, I mean, obviously, you're not home right now. How often do you get to go home?
2: I try to get home at least once a month for about once a week. <laughs> I, there's nobody at home for me. I it's not. It, I just get out of the truck for a week, and that's about it. That's all I need. Yeah, just
0: a
1: little break. So, how is? Coming back to like talking as a veteran and stuff and and your friend calling you to say, okay, hey, I realize you don't like people, come drop truck. How was that like I know that there's a, a community of truck drivers that y'all have your own little thing that y'all can do together. Is that a comparable relationship as far as when you're in the military or as like the veteran community?
2: Are you talking as in truckers together or veterans that are truckers sort of thing? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help <laughs> me.
0: Like, what is the difference between the community of truckers and the community of veteran truckers?
2: Some, Okay, okay, so it, it's it's some of us believe that trucking is like a brotherhood. Like, we take care of each other. We take care of our own but you always have those bad apples, right? And it's the same thing in the military. They drive like, Swift
1: trucks.
2: We won't get into that.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually got hit by a Swift truck once. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the reason I enjoy truck driving so much cuz in the military everything's structured. You got to be in as going to be a certain place at a certain time all the time. Correct? Mhm. Yeah. And that's exactly what truck driving is essentially. Is you got to be a certain place at a certain time. So it maintains that mentality for me. And that's what I actually enjoy about it.
0: Yeah. that, And we've heard that quite a bit from, from other people that are veterans and truckers, that they are able to kind of maintain that military structure while doing what they have to do.
2: Exactly. I mean, that's what I try to keep up. And it, it's actually kept my mind at peace for a lot of it. And that's why I consider it really nice. That's awesome.
0: So if you had advice for someone that was getting out of the service or that has been out of the service and is trying to find their way on their journey of being a veteran, what would that advice be?
2: Take things as they come. Um, Don't expect it all to come at once. And you're going to fall a few times before you get up and stand on your own, but you have people around you that will help you. All right. So
0: if veterans or anyone that is listening to this podcast would like to contact you, if they have follow-up questions or if they just want to chat, where can they reach you?
2: I, the only social media I'm on is actually TikTok veteran trucker there. Um, if you want to email me, it's kbgriff 7211 at gmail.com. That's literally the only two things I have. Cool.
0: That works. So if you guys want to contact Kyler, if you have any questions for him, or you want to know more about his journey as a veteran, give him a shout on either TikTok or at his email. Amber, do you want to discuss the charity that we've chosen to represent this episode? Sure. And
1: Kyler can participate with us. For this episode, we have chosen to support the Til Valhalla Project and their mission of mental health awareness in 22 a day amongst veterans. I have my bracelet on. Manna has her bracelet on. Kyler has his bracelet on. They are at Project.org, I believe.
0: Absolutely. To, and we'll, um, we always put their website into our show notes as well.
1: portion of all of our merch sales goes to them. And any other donations that we get.
0: Uh, If you'd like to contact Amber or myself, we can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Veterans Drinking Vodka. Or you can email us directly at veteransdrinkingvodka at gmail.com.
1: Please reach out if you would like to tell your story and be a guest on our podcast. You can send us an email at the Gmail Amanda mentioned, or you can direct message us at
0: any of our social media platforms. If you like our podcast, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, leave us a review and let us know what you think. Good, bad, and ugly. We need your reviews to keep our podcast up in the rankings so that more veterans can hear what we have to say.
1: You can also join us every Sunday for Veterans After Hours via Zoom. We start at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time.
0: We are hanging out, telling stories, sharing resources, and meeting new friends. It's so much fun. So much fun.
1: I have yet to have a bad episode. Yeah,
0: if actually, been, I'm not
1: sure I've had a bad episode,
0: <laughs> and uh, and those that were at that episode will not let you forget it.
1: I know that was the first one we did.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it, but if you are curious about what happens when you put a bunch of veterans together in an open forum. Like, no holds barred. We have to put the disclaimer out there. Anything could happen. But yes. everyone, active duty, veteran, civilian, anyone that wants to pop in and join us is welcome too.
1: Yes. The reason why Amanda and I started this journey was to bring about mental health awareness amongst veterans and to remind everyone that 22 veterans kill themselves every day. And although that number fluctuates, 22 is still 22 too many.
0: One is too many. And you are never alone. Betches drinking vodka.
1: Cheers.